Hey there, it's episode 119 of the Katie Lands podcast. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Karen Bigos, who I have known on social media probably for at least the last 12 years or so. She is a broker out in New Jersey. And in this podcast, you guys, we had such a great conversation. She, Karen is just fascinating. She's shared so many amazing social media stories and how she uses social media as a broker, as an agent to really reinforce relationships using social media. You know, we all got in social media, you know, a a dozen years or so ago to stay in touch with our friends and family and, you know, people we went to school with. And Karen has taken that to the next level. She shares so many great examples, fun stories. She has generated more than a hundred million dollars in business because of what she has done through social media. And I can't wait for you to just really listen to how she thinks about it. It's a very honest and candid conversation. uh, And I, I, it was just, such a pleasure to chat with her. So I know you'll enjoy it. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Katie Lance here, founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting and the Get Social Smart Academy. And you are listening to the Katie Lance podcast. I am so excited today, you guys. I am thrilled to be chatting with a dear friend of mine, uh, Karen Bigos. And for those of you who do not know Karen, I will tell you that few realtors know more about uh, Milburn, Short Hills, and Summit than Karen does. Uh, people actually call her uh, as a 411 service to gather info about the, about the communities or to ask a trivia question. Uh, and who better to call someone than someone who's grown up in the area and has lived in her area for over 50 years? Uh, it's really hard to find someone who's more knowledgeable, relatable, driven, energetic, and creative than Karen. Uh, she's the constant realtor professional. And it's been really great on a personal level to really get to know Karen through social media and through so many in-person events over the years. So, so thrilled to have you with us today. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much, Katie. I, I, I'm so honored and flattered that you asked me. And I, I always feel like I'm going to just be telling people everything you've taught me since I've been following your advice for the last 12 years and it's worked so beautifully. So thank you for, for always putting out such great information to all of us. It, it really makes a big difference. It, it raises the bar a lot in our industry. Oh, thank you. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. So for people who don't know you or they're not familiar with, with, with who you are, can you tell people a little bit about, you know, how you got into real estate and like what your business looks like today? Well, my mom was a real estate agent going back to 1969 and she had a very successful career in the early days in the Melbourne Short Hills market where we lived and where I've been my whole life. And uh, my mom was from Philly. My dad was from Brooklyn and they picked Milburn because there was a Saks Fifth Avenue and they figured if Saks did enough research to move there, they should move there too. And it was right <laughs> in the middle of, right in the middle of both of their commutes to see their families. So my mom was a real estate broker as a, you know, when I was a little girl. And when I got out of college, I had a very short job at channel 13 public television in New York And they gave me a promotion, asked me to work an extra day, but no extra money. And I said to my mom, this is ridiculous. I'm working six days a week. I'm not making extra money. By the time I commute and pay taxes, she goes, get a real estate license until you find something better to do. And that was 37 years ago. (laughs) 
I never found anything better to do. And so I worked with mom for a number of years. And then I took over and uh, started my own business uh, first at Weikert Realtors, where I was for 10 years. Then I was at Bergdorf Realtors for 12 years. And then I opened up Town Realty Group with a partner. And uh, things changed quite a bit because I had my first baby at 44. And I realized uh, it was going to be a little more complicated then. And soon after that, uh, we, you know, Facebook videos, everything, like our, everything I'd ever learned completely changed. And mm-hmm. thanks to you and other people, I realized I had to get on Facebook and I had to be smart about it and not just always post about real estate. So it, it started off with me just playing to get my high school reunion together. And then all of a sudden I sold a million dollar house and I thought, Ooh, I think this might be better than just making <laughs> friends. And then I started pages and groups and now I have 18,000 people that follow my different um, pages and groups. And it's been a lot of fun, even though it's a lot of work. It's not, right. it's not just fun. It's a lot of work. I get a lot of messages, a lot of requests and a lot of, um, no non-money-making time suck activities that, <laughs> that don't to show houses because I'm busy, busy answering questions and helping yeah. people. But I really do. I like that aspect of it. I probably donate about 20 hours a week to promoting my communities and helping, you know, spread the word about things since I have a lot of fans and followers. A lot of people ask me, can I help them? And I do. And it's been, yeah. you know, it's been nice. I'm not always saying, oh, you have to help me back. I just, you know, right. use ages and my community outreach to promote and yeah yeah well so I want to I want to kind of unpack that a little bit because so you you're running this boutique brokerage and you're actively selling too right you're still selling I'm listing and selling and then you're running as far as social media goes you know I, I can totally relate to what you're saying you know the more you put out there the more active you are the more the more activity happens right the more messages and and notifications and so Right. How, how do you manage that? Do you have an assistant that, that works with you or is it, or do you mainly do it yourself or do you have a team? I, I, we have a team of six and I ask everyone on the team, can they like or comment or share? And so, so our group is promoting and sharing and liking what, what we're doing, but because I'm kind of spread on a lot of different pages, I help my chamber of commerce with uh, promoting what's going on in the business community. Then I have my own community page. And one of the places where I spend a lot of time where nobody else I think can really do it is I have what's called Milburn Short Hills Old Days, which is a group of just under 4,000 people. And we just talk about um, what's going on in terms of the history. And I share anniversaries, like people who've been married over 50 years, anybody who turns 80 or up, we share all the birthdays. Uh, I share a lot of obituaries, which is kind of sad. So very often I'll share a post and people don't want to comment. So they send me a private message. So I could get like 500 likes and 35 messages and I have to answer wow. those messages and they don't really want to comment because there's somebody or something they don't want to say and they don't want to hurt someone, but they want to tell me. So that's a big part of it. And I, as you said, which I have repeated to anybody who's ever asked me, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a daily marathon. It's, <laughs> You know, there are days when I don't answer and um, all of a sudden, like, you know, not to be bold here, but like all hell breaks loose. You know, somebody <laughs> says something that's like completely crazy and I'm off on an appointment for three hours and I get back and I have a hundred messages and texts. You've got to get her off and re- people are reporting other people. And 
mm-hmm. you know, during the political, uh, the climate of COVID and politics and race. And I mean, it was very hard for me to get on and talk about George Floyd. I cried and cried and cried when that happened. And I, yeah. like, I knew I had to say something because people were messaging me, Yeah, but I, you know, there are some things that are just so awful, like hurricanes and, and fires. And, you know, you know, I try to promote a little bit of everything, but there are times mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm just so heavy hearted with the, with the material and with the comments. And it's been a really volatile, tough year. You know, it's, it has, it's been a more complicated 16 months than probably any time in my whole life. The, everything has just been so inflamed and so in your face because social media is just so outspoken and so opinionated. And I try to just be positive all the time. I think it's great with social media that you, you know, adapted to that, you know, and that you don't shy away from necessarily some, some tough topics, but sometimes that's, that's okay too, you know, and, and it's all, and like you said, having some rules, having some parameters, um, you know, and having some systems in place to, you know, to, to kind of uh, uh, help with some of that, I'm sure helps as well. So no, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think I would imagine you're not the only person <laughs> who's been well, challenged this last year and a half with uh, what to post. It just didn't seem really relevant to post like, I'm going to post a new recipe, you know, in the middle of all this. You know, right. So. Well, like as you had your pod, uh, your webinar today about, uh, you know, how to create a social media calendar, you know, you look at the month and you say, okay, well, there's Juneteenth and there's the full moon and there's Father's Day and there's flag day and you've got all these different things and then something horrible happens and you can't just put up like a happy post (laughs) about like a recipe or, you know, are you flying your flag and somebody just got shot or something, you know, something really bad happened. So, um, so I have to really be careful that I don't post anything too controversial. If I don't have a lot of time to respond, then the whole page goes out of control. And Mm -hmm. it's very upsetting when I finally tune back in because I'm not on every hour of every day, but I am on at least 20 hours a week. Yeah. Maybe five, you know, with, yeah. with Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, I really don't use Pinterest. I'm starting TikTok, And because of you, I'm doing more with YouTube, which, uh, yeah. I know I have to get over this white hair <laughs> syndrome <laughs> and just good. <laughs> let my, let the hair blow in the wind, whatever color it is. So that's a great segue to kind of talk about like, what, wh- where are you spending the most time? Cause I see you a lot on Facebook. I think that's where you and I first connected. I know yes. you've got some great, like you said, you've got, you know, your private group, but you also have some really great public, uh, pages that are great with community information, real estate information. Are you still spending the majority of your time on Facebook or, you know, you kind of said you're dipping your toe into the other waters. What, what's kind of working for you right now? Well, I do a little, I, I don't do as much. I don't really have as much engagement on Instagram as I do on Facebook. So mm-hmm. as I, as I reviewed, you know, what I've been doing for the last 10 years, Facebook is where I've had the most engagement, the most uh, referrals. And yeah. I get people just send me a message on Facebook. Uh, can you list my house? You know, can you show me houses? So I have to check all the time because I do get a lot of those inquiries. And yeah. then I get a lot of people that just say, you know, I'm selling my house to my neighbor. Can you give me advice? Well, you know, that's not really a good use of my time, but sometimes <laughs> it leads to something else. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get as much business from LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or Instagram, but I go on there weekly and I feel that it's important that if somebody Googles me and that's 
if somebody is big on a particular channel, I have lists of people who are more active in certain places. Like I have a husband and wife. I sold a house to the husband's only on LinkedIn. The wife is on Instagram and Facebook. So I follow both of them and I try Mm -hmm. to like or comment. I have a list of maybe, you know, 200 to 300 people out of whatever many thousands of people that I, you know, that I want to see and that I want to talk to. So I definitely look for those people and like Mm -hmm. and comment. And they're in my, you know, they're in my newsfeed or my, you know, my stream. So I see them more often, but I notice that sometimes I haven't seen anyone in a long time and I don't know how the algorithms change all the time, but I do keep a list of, of people that I'm, you know, I mean, I just got a call from two different friends of mine from kindergarten who I've been in touch with for over 20 years through social, not social media, social media. I got involved with them 2008. Mm. That's when we, you know, I ran one of my reunions. So then 2018, we had another reunion and I've literally been kind of following them. And both of their moms are now saying it's time to sell. So I'm working on both of those listings. And I attribute it completely to Facebook because, because otherwise we wouldn't talk and we wouldn't call and we wouldn't be emailing (laughs) each other. You know, there, I went to kindergarten with them. I've known them my whole, since we graduated from high school, there really hasn't been much contact except for our reunions and running my high school reunions has been very lucrative. I sold um, over 250 of my high school classmates and friends and parents, you know, sold them houses, referred them houses. So that's been really, I, most people look online and I just look at my old high school yearbook and I find people that I can call. (laughs) That was my first uh moment. You know, like the yearbook was just full of people whose parents still lived in town after 40, 50 years. And I just started targeting the parents, but they weren't on social media. Their kids were right. And their kids didn't live here anymore. So that was a big part of, uh, continuing the, the networking and the kids actually end up making the decision for their parents after a certain time. I do a lot of estate. I think last year I sold houses, uh, where the people had, there were three houses in particular, one bought in 1958, one bought in 1957 and one bought in 1961. And they were all, all these nice older ladies had died and their kids hired me from, from a distance to handle the, the transaction. So wow. uh, it was like, you know, going back home into going <laughs> time. That's awesome. Have you ever, have you ever calculated how much business has come from social media? I mean, you've got, obviously it's, it's hard because it's not just social media, right? You're, you're doing the work, you're calling, you're keeping in touch with people. And it's, it's one of those things that's, it's hard to quantify, but I'm just curious, have you ever put a number behind what's I, I have. And I stopped counting a couple of years ago when I got to a hundred million, I stopped counting. Wow. What, what I would identify is all of my networking and all of my high school relationships were fortified and strengthened through social media. The relationship was there, but yeah. them seeing what I'm doing in the community and seeing what I'm doing in my old days group and seeing my emails or whatever, um, has kept us in touch, but they also identify me as a local realtor and someone that they can trust. And so one of my high school friends 11 years ago sent me a Facebook message and said, I have friends moving from San Francisco to uh, New York, New Jersey. The guy works for NASDAQ. Do you, can you help him? Sure. No problem. I sold them a house 11 years ago. Uh, it was two and a half million dollars. And then 11 years later, they came back to me and sold it and we sold it for more. And so that was a definite social media, like 
And then I'm hopefully going to sell them another house. But um, it, that was, it's mostly Facebook, honestly. And yeah. my group, you know, I'm, Snapchat is not going to buy houses for me. You know, I'm not looking for <laughs> teenagers and, and 20 year olds. You know, my, my preference is to list houses and I'm listing houses typically with older people who are maybe, you know, over 60, 70, 80. I sell houses too. I mean, I don't mean to yeah. say I don't sell houses, but it's yeah. typically the children or a personal referral of someone who I've met through, um, through social media. Like I have one yeah. family I have four transactions with, they're only on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I make sure to like and comment on their stuff. And, and it's easy to, because they're the nicest yeah. people and they have the cutest grandchildren and they take great <laughs> sunsets, all the stuff, dogs, kids, sunset food. I'm, that's what I How like. Easy. So, right. <laughs> it's, you know, if you're, po- you know, if you're posting like obscure stuff about, you know, like dead animals, I'm not watching that, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So, right. Probably don't listing either. Like I prefer to, you know, <laughs> well, it's that, it's that, that old saying, like your vibe attracts your tribe you know, and you probably exactly. attract, I would imagine just by being who you are and your, you know, your personality and, and just, you know, the way you come across your, you know, you're attracting, I would imagine lots of like-minded folks, uh, you know, to who, who, you know, can resonate with you and relate to you as well, which, uh, which I think is great. Um, I wanted to just kind of ask you something, cause you mentioned a second ago that you make, you have this list, um, and you kind of said it very casually. You're like, I have a list of like a couple hundred people and, and, I would love for you to kind of like talk about that a little bit more. Like if you, so in this list, do you actually have like their social media handles listed or, you know, are you like actively like looking at that list? Like I'm just, I guess I'm just curious because I think that's a really great way to kind of stay organized. I know you can make lists in Facebook and stuff like that, but well, you know, you, you just seem like you have a really good sense of like, oh, you're like, oh, so-and-so's on this. Like you just have a really good sense of where people are, which I've never really heard an agent or broker say that specific, which I think is really cool. And that probably attributes to a lot of your success that you've had. Well, not to give away my secrets, but um, (laughs) I I have a project manager who works with me and she and I went through the tax record of, I don't know, how many streets, Megan? A (laughs) hundred? At least a hundred streets. The streets that I've listed and sold houses on. And I've said, okay, let's find all the people who've been in their house before 1985, who, who obviously have been there a long time and the market's good now. Uh, one, there, there are a few different levels to this. So one is I, I mail something to, to those people. Two mm-hmm. is I try to get their name and number. And very often I know them also. Yeah. Sometimes I don't, but they've been in town a long time. So I know them. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look for people who've been in their house a long time. And then if they have children, I'm trying to find their children and invite them to my Facebook pages and groups so they see what I'm doing and like and comment. So it's a, I wouldn't call it um, a very formal list. A lot of it is actually yeah. in my head. So, but I do, I do have, I mean, I, it's funny. I, I was just working on it right now. Like I literally, I'm showing you, I literally <laughs> have lists. So I have the name of the person and their address. Mm-hmm. Then I have their kids' names. And what I'll do is I'll be sitting on social media. Now, I don't I don't think likes really do anything. And I think you taught me that. Don't yeah. just, like, you know, go randomly liking right. things. Like, Nobody like, like. notices it really. Actually, yeah, if, you I, get, if you get 20, I mean, you might notice it. It's just not as meaningful as like a comment. Right. Well, when I, yeah. if I post four or five photos and somebody likes all five of them, I have to see all these notifications. This one, like this one, like this one, like this one, like this one. So yeah. sometimes I post like 15 photos of, a, of like a garden and then I get 15 likes from one person, no comment. 
I'm like, did she say anything or did she just like, 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 you know, right. So I try not to like more than three or four things. Cause I know those notifications can be like overwhelming if a lot of people yeah. like a lot of stuff, but yeah. I do comment and it doesn't have to be a long comment as you've so uh, willingly shared, just say, wow, great photos or, Oh, looks like fun or hope you're feeling better or just something so that your name pops up and they're not just getting like a like notification. And then also yeah. when you make, you know, so I go through these, these lists that I have and I try to mail uh, information. One of the things we, we hooked up with a company that will lend people the money to fix up their house, to sell it, no charge. And we call it oh. the town group listing advantage. It's the smart home advantage. So we have this group that will just give people 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000. They have a group of investors and they fix up houses and they get paid a closing. So I sent that to a lot of people who, have lived in their house a long time. You know, if you've been in your house 30 years, you probably haven't pulled out your oil tank or replaced your windows, or maybe you have, but you know, you need to do your driveway or your landscaping. And so a lot of them don't want to spend the money and, or don't have the money. And we're offering to do that for them, you know, work as the, the, uh, the point person to get the work done and help them get the house on the market and then help them sell it higher. And so I keep in touch with a lot of people. It's, it's, it is a kind of a, mind-boggling um <laughs> system but um, yeah. i have you know I, I obviously check facebook messenger a lot and i get texts messages emails and then a lot of phone calls older people yeah. like to use the phone they don't you know so i deal with a lot yeah. of older people just by answering the phone yeah and uh you know so i have different different ways of communicating with people but i actually do try to call um a lot of older people on the phone, my old clients and, and, you know, just make quick phone calls and say hello. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah. And, and I think it goes, it goes to like meeting people where they're at, you know, some people, right. like you said, um, especially just depending on their generation are just more comfortable on the phone. You know, they're not going to be on social media. However, like you said, you know, for a lot of the folks, their kids are involved many times in the financial or just, you know, decision-making process. So realizing that those those of that group is possibly on Facebook or Instagram. Um, right. And then, to, and then, and then to what you said, just, I think that, you know, being really relevant, not just calling people for the sake of calling or, you know, posting for the sake of posting. It always seems when I watch what you do on social media, even though I'm on in California, you're in New Jersey, it just, it's always seems very like intentional, very relevant, very timely. It's not like, Oh, I'm just going to post this just to post, you know? So being intentional is what this is the name of the game. <laughs> So anyway, there's people who listen to our podcast and many of them are just overwhelmed by social media. They feel like it takes too much time. It's not worth it. People feel like, is it, you know, gosh, am I, am I late to the game? Like, and so I'm just wondering if you have any advice for someone who might be feeling kind of overwhelmed with social media and feeling like, how can I be a successful real estate agent and also be effective on social media? Just any thoughts you might have or any advice you could share? Well, I, I do have an agent who joined me about six months ago who hadn't really been on social media at all. And she got involved in Facebook and Instagram. And I said, you know, what you really have to try to understand is what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, part of what I'm trying to do is business. I also really want to stay in touch with my high school and college friends legitimately. Like I don't expect to do, I have one really good friend who is looking for a place. And I said, you know what, I'm really busy now. And, and, you know, no, you have a cousin who's a realtor, use your cousin, 
I will love you no matter what. Don't use me and then have your cousin be mad at me. And so, but, but, but that is, you know, I don't need to have every single last transaction. I really like social media for the, the connections and the fun and the, you know, but I would tell a new agent, don't try to do everything. And I, and as you have suggested, you know, use videos when you can use, um, you know, text and uh, some animation and, you know, something to make it more interesting and try to think of, would you want to see this? Is this something that, you know, cause sometimes I look at these posts and I'm thinking, why is this person showing me their foot? Like, I don't really want to see their foot, but okay. Uh, but, I totally think the same thing. I'm like, why did you just share that? <laughs> I know one guy said sitting on the toilet and he had no toilet paper and he used a towel. I'm like, Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> overshare, <I> overshare. <laughs> and I thought to myself, okay, I don't even want, I defriended him. Like it just grossed me out that, that he shared that. So if he wants to list his house with me, I said, that's okay. You yeah. can wipe up whatever you want, but and I don't mean to be rude. Like some people should, like do stuff that is just that scares me. So right, I think right. you can, you know, you have to plan it like, okay, so laundry is going to take this much time and grocery shopping is going to take that much time. And I'm going to walk my dog and I'm going to, you know, make this many phone calls and this many appointments. And after 30 minutes or an hour, you just sort of have to shut it off and then yeah. go back later. I, I don't get messenger on my phone anymore. That was a big hmm. help for me. I get on my laptop or my, or my desktop and I do my messages. And then when, when I'm on my phone, it was too much with texting, email, phone calling and messenger. I felt like I really couldn't get anything done. I took messenger off my phone, which was a huge savings of time. I'm sure I probably have been late to answer certain messages. And I just respond and say, Hey, listen, you know, I've been on appointments all day today. If you want to reach me quickly, text me, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, and then I try, and if they don't text, then I try to find out what's the best way for me to reach you. Call me, email me, whatever. But um, I'm really, my first choice is texting always and then Mm -hmm. uh, email and then messenger is, you know, but I do get a lot of messages on Facebook messenger and I get messages on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like I'm getting messages in so many different places (laughs) that I just shut it all off. And I tell everyone just text me. Yeah. It it can be overwhelming and it, it is almost like opening Pandora's box because you're at the point where you are getting a ton of business because of what you're doing on social media. But like you said, the flip side is you're getting a ton of notifications and messages. And so you have, at some point you just can't be on your phone all day long. I mean, that's not healthy for anybody. No, none of us got into business for ourselves so we could just be on our phone (laughs) 24 seven. So setting parameters, I I love what you said, taking messenger off your phone. I might need to do that. Because I feel the same way, like just having some, some boundaries, you know, I, I think is super healthy and that's going to, that's, that's why you've been in the business a long time. You know, you, you're, you, you've got to have that quality of life. I think that's so important. It, it's so, it's so fun doing these interviews because, you know, every, there, it just reminds me that there's so many different ways to do, to do business, you know? Um, and it's, 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 yeah. I mean, we talked to some people, like you said, some people don't have, are connected to a lot of realtors. Some people, you know, are not, some people do Facebook more. Some people are like, you know, totally done with Facebook. Like it's just so fascinating to hear what works for different people. And I love what you said a second ago, like you don't have to do everything, you know, pick one thing. Right. And I think you said also, like, think about like, what do you want to accomplish? And when you were talking about um, connecting with friends from your high school and college, it just made me really nostalgic. It's like, that's why we all got on social media back in the day was to connect with 
people we hadn't seen in a long time. And so I, I love that you said that. It's just, that's still such a powerful way to generate business is to be meaningful, keep in touch with people that already know you. And as you said, fortify that relationship. I'm so grateful that, that you shared those stories with us today and you shared your time with us today, Karen. I know we could probably talk for another hour. I like, I'm loving all your stories. I just, I, I think you just brought up so many great points here today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having the chance to talk to you and, and you've inspired me more than anybody else. I really have to say that your advice has just been so warm and genuine and helpful without being pushy and I do think people just don't give enough on social media. They ask for too much and I keep trying to give and hope that something will come back from that. And it has. So that's really the message, you know, give and you will receive. Hmm. I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I so appreciate you giving your time and, and just sharing your time with us today. It has been uh, it has been awesome. So for all of our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, the best thing you can do is share it out. Tell a friend, uh, feel free to take a screenshot. If you're listening to this on your mobile device, post it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're at, tag me, tag Karen. Uh, we're going to put Karen's contact information below her websites and her social, social channels. That way you can connect with her. And, uh, and of course, if you're listening to this and you really enjoyed the podcast, we would also love for you to give us a review over on Apple podcasts. So Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, again, Karen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. So, so fun. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, friends. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.